0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our 69th episode of ABC Islam and our 33rd episode of our series Islamically Independent. We are two Muslim sisters talking about the ABCs of Islam all the way to XYZ. Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic and that is about non-academic ways to grow yourself. So this is an extremely important topic because I right now I believe that a lot of people might have went back to school and as you may know, a lot of you guys might just be thinking about going back to school and doing schoolwork all day. But actually, as Muslims, we are encouraged to gain knowledge and not only knowledge from school but knowledge from all aspects of life and this is known as being a polymath and I feel like definitely the Prophet Muhammad peace upon him was a polymath and he was basically multi-talented so as Muslims we should want to do that and we should want to grow ourselves in non-academic ways outside of school as well. So in this podcast episode, um, we will be discussing 10 non-academic ways to grow ourselves. So my sister over here is going to be giving five ways and I'm also going to be giving five ways. And very simply, we're just going to be alternating. But inshallah, this podcast episode will be helpful for you because you really need to grow yourself inside of school and also outside of school. But over here, I have my Muslim sister. So how are you today? Alhamdulillah, I'm amazing. What about you? alhamdulillah i've been pretty good too and if you'd like to know more about us please check out our trailer or alternatively the description box below so we're going to get right into the this podcast episode and i'm just going to be handing it straight to my sister who's giving who's going to be giving you the first non-academic way to grow yourself So I think the
1: first one that I'm going to be sharing with everyone I think is number one in the list because I think that this is the most important one out of all of them. Of course all of them that we're going to be talking about today are important equally but I feel like this one stands out the most and that is to learn the communication skills and how to address people socially and emotionally because I feel like if you know how to interact with certain kinds of people in certain ways and know how they are and how to interact with them emotionally as well it makes a whole lot of a difference because you cannot be talking to a child, for example, in the same way you would talk to someone who might be your boss at work or your teacher in school or something like that. So learning how to speak with different kinds of people and how to interact with them and how to really adapt to those kind of people, I think really makes a difference and makes you stand out because then you know how to manage situations very well as well. And I think that this is an underrated skill that comes with experience honestly so you really have to get yourself out there and interact with as many kinds of people as possible but of course we're not saying to if you're a sister for example listening to this now go and talk to guys because potentially one day you're going to be marrying a man or whatever it is that's not what we are saying of course but we all we're trying to say is that you have to be becoming comfortable with talking to different kinds of people and and different kinds of ages races or religion
0: definitely and I feel like um you know all these tips are quite interlinked with each other so I feel like equally as my sister said about learning how to address people especially this might be a non-academic way but let's be honest this can help you in ac- academics as well because when you want to for example apply in top universities and colleges they usually do have interviews and in those interviews if you're able to communicate properly then you'll be really helpful but I feel like equally as what my sister said I think equally what also really stands out and is really important is extracurriculars because not only will this give you um, a perspective of how different skills are outside of school but at the same time it will look amazing in your personal statement and CV so most of these non-academic ways to grow yourself can really help you with academics as well so extracurriculars can for example include clubs for example if you go to school and there are lunchtime or after school clubs you can join one or two um, but do try to make sure you only have about I would say two to 3 extra activities and the maximum don't overload yourself and get stressed out but having either clubs maybe in lunch times after school or maybe um, having a social media platform that you're basically committed to posting regularly for example if you have an Instagram account to grow your brand then if you know that you're going to be posting there every day at this at this amount of time then that will make sure that you have time constraints and you know that you have to go and post there, so you need to make sure you get all your studies done. But also at the same time, you could, for example, also have a website or blog where you maybe write a weekly newsletter and you might start gaining followers and people who subscribe to your weekly newsletter. So just make sure you have an extra activity because it will give you an aspect and a skill that's outside of school. Definitely and I think the next one that
1: I'm going to be speaking about I think is something that you learn through experience again of course through events and failures most of the time and that is to learn how to never give up and have that grit and perseverance within you because I think that there are going to be many things in life when you start off and you're going to be thinking is this going to be really successful or is it going to go downhill and stuff like that. So in that way you have to really understand that never giving up is actually a skill that it is learned in the most hard way and sometimes for example if you see YouTube channels like for example Ali Dawa or Smile to Jannah, all these kind of people who have been on YouTube for like five, six, seven years and they did not get those 400k subscribers or whatever subscribers amount they have right now. They did not get it on the first day. They could have just said, you know what, this is not working out. I've been doing this for about a year or something, and I'm barely on 5,000 subscribers or something. So I never think that this is gonna be successful. But you can imagine that if they did not persevere and they if they gave up in the first year or something, then we would not have somebody called Alidawa or 2 Jannah or Muhammad Hijab or anyone like this. So please do never give up. Because whatever you're doing, it might it might sound very small right now, or you might be thinking, you know what this is never gonna work out, but you never know one day a miracle miracles actually happen every single day, and one day one of your videos or one of your content that you post on social media might blow up and become viral, and then you start getting all those numbers and stuff but of course, if you're doing something Islamic, then you don't want to do it for the numbers and stuff, but it makes you feel happy that your work is getting appreciated and you're getting appreciated and noticed and stuff like that. But obviously, that's not the main reason, but it's always appreciated to have that.
0: Yep. So we're gonna go on to the fourth tip or way of this podcast episode, and that is to of course take care of your mind, soul, and body, which is something that a lot of people are struggling with and are very guilty of not doing because you might think that, oh, I don't have enough time for this, but actually everyone has the same twenty four hours in a day, so you one hundred percent have time in your routine to take care of your mind, soul, and body. The fact that you're being able to listen to this podcast episode shows that you have. Time, so you should definitely make sure they take care of your mind, soul, and body. So, of course, an example of caring for your mind is for example, if you try to get knowledge out of school. So, whether you subscribe to an online course or you watch one TED talk every day, it can even be five or ten minutes, or you listen to a podcast or you watch a useful YouTube video anything like that that will give you knowledge outside of school and that will make you a multi talented and um, a knowledgeable person outside of your school curriculum as well and of course reading books is another one and in order to take care of your soul of course the biggest one that we have for us muslims which we're extremely lucky and privileged to have is praying because i know that not everyone in this world can basically knows about praying and the importance of prayer and how it brings peace to your soul and you're just going to realize that everything else in your life is getting better when you pray so make sure you don't miss those five times a day of prayer and lastly you also want to make sure that in order to take care of your body you want to get for example a regular skincare routine because i feel like a lot of people just don't care about their skin and that's why i'm i'm gonna tell you guys that I feel like a lot of teenagers are getting breakouts nowadays because they don't have a good skincare routine or because they're experimenting with way too many products way too many makeup products as well and then eventually they get breakouts and there's not the case all the time of course but some of the times it is so you need to make sure you have a skincare routine they're consistent with that actually works for you and you keep up with it
1: definitely and I think that that is so important to take care of your mind soul and body because if these three things are not okay then guess what you're never going to be productive on that day and I think that this is coming from someone who has had experience of having really bad soul and you know mind and body as well so it really makes a difference if you take care of these th- uh, three things first thing in the morning especially but if I had to say the next thing it would be definitely to if you want to be a confident person in this society nowadays and the only way or one of the best ways is to definitely learn how to laugh at yourself and do not take take yourself too seriously because once you start laughing at yourself it just becomes the other people cannot really make fun of you anymore because you're laughing at yourself anyway so if you think that it's just it's just a process like you know for example sometimes I've, I've seen people on Instagram where they just they make fun of themselves and not in a, in a harsh way like embarrassing themselves or anything but they just like pointing out their own flaws and mistakes and that attracts people because they think that oh my god this person is just like me like I tripped over the other day from this place and it was very embarrassing and this person just wrote it down in the captions in one of their pictures it makes you relatable as well and people find you more attractive attractive. attractive and more... more like a human being talking rather than somebody who is very perfect and picture perfect all the time and glammed up. So you want to be as real as possible. and That's the only way to be confident. I feel like nowadays on social media, especially. So you want to show your real side as much as you can, but obviously not revealing like your personal life and deepest, darkest secrets and stuff. But try to be as normal as you can be and confident self. And I think the best way that I've learned through years and years of being a shy person myself is to learn how to laugh at yourself because then obviously you're gonna get confident because no one can laugh at you so I think that's the best way
0: yeah and I feel like that definitely makes you humble because I think that if you um know Umar ibn al-Khattab he used to actually say his flaws out to everyone to make sure that he wasn't becoming proud and I feel like if you're able to say your flaws again don't like obviously embarrass yourself too much because you of course don't want to do that for yourself like you do want to keep a good reputation but at the same time I feel like if you're gonna say your flaws I feel like you should try to talk more about your past flaws and how you improve from them so for example um like for example if let's say you um, in the past used to drink and then now you have turned into a practicing Muslim and you don't drink anymore and of course some people might judge you and be like oh so you drank but then if you actually write on your social media then now you've stopped drinking and how you overcame that like I think that's quite inspirational so definitely if you are going to say your flaws if you don't feel confident talking about your flaws that you have right now then you could try talking about the flaws that you had in the past and how you improved them. So now I'm going to be going on to the sixth um, non-academic way to grow yourself and that is to learn ways to relax other than using your phone because I feel like a lot of young people whether it's young adults or teenagers they have a misconception that the only way you can have fun nowadays is by using your phone. And watching Netflix shows because that's what the only thing that people talk about. But actually, there are some ways that um, are actually much more useful for you and will add value to your life and will really help you in general that not many people think about, for example, going for a walk. So that's why, for example, in the end of the week, if you, let's say, have completed some of your work, and you feel proud of yourself, you could give yourself a reward. And this does not mean going and watching your Netflix show. Because to be honest, in the end of that, yes, you might feel like, yes, I've just watched one season this episode. But then eventually you're just going to get bored of it and you're just going to feel drained. So what's the point? That's not really a reward. So try to go for a reward, for example, going for a walk or going out with your friends or trying something like a new food or uh, maybe, for example, um, I don't know, learning a new skill. That's what you want to do or doing a word search. Like Do something that's a bit different and not just using your phone all the time. Definitely. And I think that's so important because
1: nowadays people are so addicted to social media and the phones in general, it becomes very addictive for you to think that, you know what, that's my break time to use my phone. And that's the most easiest thing to do. Like you don't even have to move anywhere. You just grab the phone and start scrolling. So I think that's so true. But if I had to say the next thing, it would definitely be to admit your own mistakes and seek forgiveness whenever you can. Because as someone who used to be very, um, you can say somebody who didn't really forgive as quickly as they should even though I knew it might have been my mistake or whatever in an argument this has really changed my life because I think that when you seek forgiveness it just ends the whole thing like all the pride just leaves out of your body like out of your system and it makes you very humble it makes you feel happy actually at the end of it because you are the one who sought the forgiveness first you are the one who's saying sorry first and that makes you also like a big person in a way because you think that you know what I'm I'm gonna end it all and I am i i don't want to drag this for the next few days and think about this in my head because I have other things to do in my life and prioritize those things. So that just really makes your life so much easier. And this is not about like, you know, oh yeah, that means I'm weak then because I'm going to be saying story first. But that's not true because it just ends the whole thing. You just prioritize your own self first more than your ego. You don't let your emotions control you. You have to control the emotions first. So do not let your pride or ego really... Get stuck upon you and burden you to not say sorry when you should, or even if you're not sorry, even if you haven't done anything wrong in general. But if you say sorry first, it's just it's just lightening upon your health. It's just gonna make your health much better. I feel like, especially mental health, because you don't wanna be dragging it as I said before for the next few days for no reason. Especially if you're with someone that you love and it's somebody that you really trust and stuff like that. So I think that. That's one thing that I think young people nowadays do not really like doing, which is to seek forgiveness and admit their own mistakes because they think that they're going to be somehow now weak and stuff. But I, I would highly recommend everyone to take this step or skill or tip.
0: Yeah. So I feel like um something that I feel like you could also think of is that number one, Allah is not going to let anyone who has even a hint of arrogance within them to Jannah. So you don't want to be missing out on the opportunity of Jannah just because you wanted to be the first person who basically won the argument. And secondly, another thing that I wanted to say was about um, how, you know, arrogance is just so like, it just becomes really toxic. Like eventually, you just feel really weird inside your heart. And yeah, I just think it's not very good. So anyways, we're going to go on to the next um non-academic way to grow yourself and this is the eighth one of this podcast episode and that is to try to set up a planning system that works for you because I feel like what a lot of young people whether you're Muslim or non-Muslim I feel like a lot of young people in general lack a good planning system like I see I remember there was this um girl in my school and well she's still in my school but she basically um so you know how you cut up worksheets in school like you just uh, cut up the worksheets and the excess paper that you get what she used to do with the excess paper she used to write her to-do list in the excess paper so that means that probably i'm not sure if what she did later with it but maybe she would eventually just lose those papers. So she would basically just bin those to do lists. But then I'm thinking, what if you want to migrate a task? What if you want to input a reward? What if you want to, you know, um add in additional tasks that are not related to studies. Like what are you gonna do with that? Because I feel like you should have a planning system that you can refer to your previous days, your past, your present and your future. And that is why having a planning system that is stable and that you can use every day, like if you want to know your tasks, you go to that planning system. Like you know exactly where it is. I feel like that is extremely useful and one that is extremely popular that both I and my sister do is bullet journaling. That is, in my opinion, like the best technique or one of the best techniques because I feel like that really helps you track your past, present and future. So if you for example couldn't do your English homework today, you know that you can migrate it on thursday or something and you know that you you can do it whilst if you just binge your to-do list of today then how are you going to know you have to do your english homework so make sure you have a planning system other examples are digital apps some people like digital apps nowadays like your calendar apps some people like to just write it on their notes which you know is good for temporary but not really for the long term also you could possibly um use it for uh, use a academic diary that is already uh, pre-made in your stationery shops Um, or otherwise just get a simple notebook and write your to-do list every day but really try to find a good planning system where you can prioritize not only your studies but also your health your mind soul body you can write even your prayer times and you can just make sure that everything is in order and
1: as someone who has never used um a to-do list when i was a teenager and i only started using it maybe like three years ago it has been the most life-changing thing ever and i would highly recommend any young muslim listening to this or non-muslim listening to this to really invest in a good bullet journal that you can even use it for the next two three years and because you don't have to like make all those designs that you see on youtube like and waste your money on stationary products you can just get a pen and pen and the book and that's it that's all you need honestly to set how everything in your life and organize everything in your life and make sure that you're balanced of course you're not overdoing things like in in some aspects of your life for example but obviously my last one that i'm going to be sharing in this podcast episode which i think is something which is underrated and in this world of materialism i think it's definitely not talked about and that is to count your blessings every single day and i think gratitude is something which keeps you going i feel like because some days you know what you're going to be feeling very bad very toxic inside for no reason you just wake up in the morning and you feel like you know what I don't want to do this I don't want to go to the gym I don't want to drink three liters of water I don't want to um, smile today or whatever it is for some reason you're going to feel like you're not worthy and stuff but that's the time when you should be grateful you should be practicing gratitude because Allah definitely blesses those who you know are grateful within their heart and they say alhamdulillah with conviction that Whatever I'm going through, no matter how bad it is, no matter how hard it is, um, the day is gonna go well because why? Because Allah is with me, and that feeling in your heart. Once you get that feeling and you practice it every single day, and it comes naturally to you every single morning, it's completely life changing. We cannot tell you, we cannot stress how much life changing this can be, because, because bad days are going to come, and that's that's this life is a test and it is undeniable that we're going to be crying some days and there might be no reason for it. But if you have gratitude within you, nothing can stop you and nothing can shatter like the taqwa that you have and all that consciousness in Allah's blessings and that he is the best of all planners.
0: Yes, definitely. I feel like gratitude is what sometimes um, can solve mental health issues as well. So definitely gratitude is very important. Um, I would just like to give my last non-academic way to grow yourself which is the last non-academic way to grow yourself and that is to learn how to manage stress because as my sister said in life you are going to have some low days it's inevitable because this life is not jannah and there are going to be tests and obstacles and there are some atheists who say that oh my god why is there evil and suffering of Allah is all merciful well the reason why is because this life is not supposed to be jannah so there are going to be tests and obstacles and if everyone was perfect everyone would go to Jannah which is clearly not possible unless something happens. But um, basically, you just got to make sure that you really just remember that everyone's going to have low days. And that is why you need to learn how to manage those low days and learn how to manage stress. Of course, there will be spontaneous situations. But I feel like you should just try your best to basically manage your stress. And whenever you get stressed, try to find out what triggers that stress. For example, if you're a person who gets stressed a lot about schoolwork, like for example, if you get stressed about exam grades. And um, let's say you always get stressed before an exam or a few days before an exam, then you need to figure out why do you care about this exam? Like, is it good that you're getting stressed? Is that stress going to give you motivation? Or is that stress actually detrimental to your mental health? So you really need to ask yourself these questions. And after you find out what is triggering your stress for certain situations, you then want to actually go on and really ask yourself, how am I going to stop the stress? Of course, The best or one of the best ways, of course, to just pray to Allah and talk to Him in your prayers. But of course, that doesn't mean that you you have to stop yourself from talking to others. So you can talk to your family members, your close ones. You can also write down your thoughts. You could, um, if it really does get worse, you could also talk to a counselor. So really, there are so many different ways you can learn how to manage stress. Because if you master the skill from the young age, then it will really help you for the future. So i have actually found a quick hadith that i wanted to share it's like a dua so you can just say "Amin" in the end but that is and i quote oh allah indeed i ask you for beneficial knowledge and a good halal provision and actions which are accepted End quote so i mean for that of course you can say "Amin, mean and yes that is basically everything that we wanted to say in this podcast episode alhamdulillah we have come to the end of our wonderful episode today we really hope that inshallah you've learned something new also if you do not know we upload every monday and wednesday For sorry only every monday for islamically independent series here in abc islam if you're excited please subscribe or follow us on our podcast platforms such as google podcasts apple podcasts and spotify most platforms are free and you don't even need to log on jazakallah khair for listening may allah bless you all and please check out the description box below for more information and free gr- free gifts and the instagram account and where you can contact us but yes we will inshallah see you next time alaikum